0: This is one of those episodes that we never wanted to record, uh, but we felt compelled uh, to do so. Uh, We wanted to say a few words about James Gandolfini, who passed away very suddenly last week. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to find a time where we can both talk about this together, but Ed has recorded the following tribute, which sums up everything we both feel about James Gandolfini and the body of work he leaves behind it's not a new argument to say that we live in a golden age of television particularly a golden age of american television uh, we've said that often here on the podcast and basically everyone has been saying it everywhere for the last decade or so um particularly in the rise of hbo and you know more recently amc um but what often isn't discussed is why uh, who was responsible who can we point to as being the key figures in the movement? Um, mainly because there's just so many, it's very hard to kind of pinpoint. It's like trying to say who was responsible for the new Hollywood. You know, you can point to Scorsese if you want, or you can pe- pe- point to Francis Ford Coppola, or you can point to Robert Evans, you can point to Corman. You know, you can, there's, it's, it's difficult. went to a point to something where a lot of people suddenly reached their creative peak. But if you were to try and boil it down to the people who are really kind of key in the development of a movement, and particularly the golden age of American television, uh, you'd have to boil it down really to David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, and uh, James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano and uh, sadly died uh, this week. Now, Gandolfini had a career long before he played Tony Soprano. Obviously, he showed up in films like Crimson Tide and... uh, the and true romance which is uh and uh, get shorty which i think is probably where i first saw him and he tended to play sort of heavies because he was a very large man very a domineering presence but it was always something interesting about him there was always something some sort of kind of off kilter something a little bit uh wayward um and a little bit sort of that was just went beyond just mere kind of physical menace and um but, you know, he was he was a character actor. He wasn't someone who really kind of... You would kind of point to as being a standout other than to say, you know, he was really good in films that probably weren't that great. You know, obviously not True Romance, which is brilliant, but, you know, a lot of the sort of stuff he showed up in, not great, but he was always fantastic in it. But that all... His career and, really, the landscape of television changed in 1999 when Sopranos debuted, and he... Brought to life a character created by David Chase, but who, you know, Chase has said often and particularly in this past week that um, he was, uh, that Gandolfini was hugely responsible for sort of fleshing out uh, what became one of the most psychologically dense and complicated and interesting characters, not only in the history of television, but really in the history of uh, all American fiction. A deeply flawed, violent man who was also a loving, by turn term, turns loving and distant father, a ruthless mobster who was racked by a uh, by guilt um, although a guilt that he kind of felt unable to admit to a uh, man who was a philanderer yet also believed in the sanctity of his own marriage and fought tirelessly to maintain it once his wife realized he'd been sleeping around a lot um, it was just a brilliant performance that uh, Kind of helped push that show from being just an exceptionally well-written and well-directed series into something, into you know a near-perfect work of art, um, which ran sort of brilliantly for six and a bit seasons over eight years, and turned uh, sort of a man who was a renowned stage actor and character actor into a uh, an icon, you know, an icon of modern television and an icon of American art, and I think. You know the outpouring of grief over his death in this last week is a testament to just how much his performance affected people, how much, of, how much affection people had for his, for his performance and for for the character of Tony Soprano, which seems weird to say considering he's a violent sociopath. Um, and you know I can't say that I had any sort of personal relationship with him because I never met the man, but. I think anyone who ever has, is ever affected by a work of art can be said to have had some sort of relationship, albeit an abstract one, with its creator, and I think that that was definitely true of Gandolfini, whose performance was uh, truly astonishing and, you know, was unlike anything anyone had ever seen on television, you know, a, a deeply conflicted, deeply... A moral and violent sort of central figure uh, you know who was not uh, redeemable in the kind of sense that most television was expected to be prior to his appearance. you know if uh, anyone was ever expected to be a bad guy they were meant to be sort of likeable and you know Tony Soprano murdered innocent people, uh, including murdering a man uh, in the third episode of The Sopranos College, uh, kind of the, one of the great episodes of television, and completely upended the nature of what you could do in a popular TV show. And basically, if you take James Gandolfini out of the equation, it's hard to imagine a television landscape that has a Don Draper or a Walter White or a a Nucky Thompson, you know, not just because obviously Boardwalk Empire and Mad Men were both both created by people who cut their teeth on Sopranos. And I think uh, what uh, the kind of sense that you've been getting in this last week or so is that Gandolfini, in a very quiet, unassuming way, has become probably the most influential actor of his generation, Um, you know, in much the way that kind of Brando or De Niro came along in the fifties and the seventies, sixties and seventies, you know, they were men who brought something new to the craft of acting and also to popular acting. They brought he brought a intensity and a level of nuance to it that um, really hadn't really been seen in television much before. The Sopranos, you know, you see flashes of it, but never in such a sustained and compelling way, you know, lasting the better part of a decade. And uh, I think that that is, if we were to kind of pinpoint why Gandolfini was such a impressive actor, it was that he managed to sort of create this character and play him beautifully for such a long period of time, even though it seemed to take a great toll on him sort of physically. There's lots of stories of him literally beating himself up over trying to get the character right and over certain scenes and uh, just in general uh, suffering for his art but in a way that was sort of very quiet he wasn't a sort of a public figure he wasn't someone who enjoyed the limelight he sort of tried to avoid interviews as much as possible he just liked to concentrate on the work which i think is what probably endeared him to a lot of people he wasn't a tabloid fixture which obviously is why his death this week is so um shocking to everyone i personally you know saw it on twitter and my first response was no that can't be true that can't be true uh, unfortunately it is and uh, we've lost a great man a great Actor, um, and we've lost uh, twenty or thirty years of great performances. They would have continued doing. I think in many ways, what's saddest about it is that you know after the the Sopranos finished, he didn't stop. He didn't kind of rest on his laurels. He went and continued to act. He appeared in uh, in The Loop. You know he was fantastically hilarious in that. He appeared in uh, he appeared in a couple of films. He appeared in um, uh, Where the Wild Things Are, where he gave a heartbreaking performance just using his voice. Um, and last year alone he gave two fantastic performances in uh Not Fade Away, uh, the directorial debut of David Chase, and in more more impressively, in Killing Them Softly when a performance that, you know, when I watched it I thought, you know, that I can't believe they haven't nominated him for an Oscar for this. Uh at the same time also thinking, well, you know, he'll get it next time, you know, and sadly He will not, uh, you know, we won't get to see more great performances, we won't see what he would have done had he, you know, grown up into a sort of an older figure, Uh, we wouldn't have seen how he would have changed over time, but we will have the work that he has done, we will have, we still have, you know, The Sopranos, one of the great works of American art, we still, and more importantly, we have kind of his children in some way, the the shows that have risen up in that wake and you know really helped reshape how you can tell stories on television, how you people can portray difficult and violent characters, and how you can bring psychological depth to characters that could very easily be sort of dull archetypes. You know, it's possible to imagine a world in which the sort of Tony Soprano was just a standard gangster, just as it's easy to imagine. Um, Don Draper being a fairly standard philanderer, or a or Walter White just being a standard kind of tortured hero, you know the the depth that the actors in those roles and the the chances that writers and executives have been willing to take in the last ten years can, if not solely, be placed on uh, James Gandolfini's shoulders. They can, at the very least, uh, rest fairly. He he can certainly share more than his. He can certainly hold more than his share of the burden. As I said, we've not just lost a great artist, we've lost by all accounts a very, a great humble man, and we've lost a future of performances we will now no longer get to see. But we still have the past. And we still have the Sopranos. And we owe James Gandolfini that and much more besides. Rest in peace.